Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What is going on, everybody? Grassman Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm creeping it real. We're going to have one hell of a night tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is going to be interesting. I'll say that. <laughs> um, no, so I'm super excited uh, for tonight's episode. For those of you guys who might be watching on YouTube, uh, you're getting uh, part two of three for this week on Reptile Talk episode. Um, you're also hearing it first, because if you're going to listen to the audio only, which is also totally fine, uh, you won't catch this episode until next week. So uh, if you're here watching on YouTube, you're here a few days, the weekish early. So woohoo! Congrats to you for checking this out. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for our guest tonight. Um, if you uh, feel so inclined and you want to, drop a super chat down in the comments. Uh, we will highlight those. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that can kind of guide whatever we talk about. Um, and in the time, we're talking reptiles just because that's what's up. So, uh, Rob, I've got to go run and uh, lock a door real quick. So you want to introduce our guest for the evening? Yeah, hell yeah. Are you going to put him on? Uh, okay. I'm on right now as we introduce him and I go run away. <laughs> Okay, so super pumped to have uh, our guest on tonight. What's up, dude? We got Jacob Bratz from Longleaf Reptilia and also the other guys' podcast, the, Herpa, the Herpeticulture Network uh, guys over here. So, dude, how's it going tonight? How are you feeling? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Been, uh, yeah, I just worked all day and came home, cleaned snakes until later this. So, you know, just rock and roll, man. Same old, same old. But feeling good. That's what it's about. Uh, and then excited. I haven't been on a different, another show in a, in a while. So, yeah. In a minute. So it's, it's, it's due. It's time. It's time. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> Dude, love it, love it, love it. So the people who might not have uh, heard about you or don't know about you, uh, what's been the, the buildup? What's, what's been the started from the bottom now we're here for you? <laughs> Oh, started from the bottom. Now we're here. You mean like going way back, or like as of what's been going on recent? Because there's, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Far back as you want to take us, bro. As far back as you want to take as I want to take you. Well, I have just about the same story as everybody else uh, from for my beginning of you know obsession with dinosaurs and little catching little stuff out in the field. But um, I didn't get serious about the hobby until after college. Um, and then, you know, things changed a lot throughout my years of keeping, you know, I spent some time in Texas, worked with a lot of geckos, lots of different snakes between pythons and colubrids. You know, I kept a semi-large collection, um, moved from Texas. I kept a smaller collection for a while, expanded a little bit, and then going back about three years ago is when I started the Rebecca podcast with Justin Smith. Um, and then that turned turned into the Herpeticulture Network, uh, which is what we have now. And uh, currently working with mostly uh, pythons and colubrids, 
Um, more specifically with poplin carpets with a few other sides um, and then North American colubrids for you know a little little bit of this a little bit of that and um, yeah so that's kind of kind of what it looks like now and my, you know, my story and a quick a quick go around you know I don't need to go all the way back everybody's got the same classic you know Catching snakes and lizards in the yard, love dinosaurs when I was seven, buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. But man, you're rocking the Nefruis Initiative fucking shirt. I, I'm digging it. I love that shirt. I love the logo. It's so freaking yeah. cool. Yeah, Phil killed it, man. The simplicity yet awesomeness of it is fantastic. So yeah, big shout out to Phil Wolf of the Nefruis Initiative, knobtails.ig on Instagram. Hell yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, dude, that logo is so perfect. It's iconic. You can just slap it on a t-shirt, on a sticker, on a car. You know, it's 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 there. I think too many people nowadays, they think too much into their logos and they make them too elaborate. And then it doesn't translate well on a t-shirt or on a sticker or like something. If you wanted to like put it on something small, like on the back of your phone or something, it's not going to go. Dude, that logo right there, boom, right on it. Really? No matter how big, how small, it's perfect, man. Yeah, it's, he, he killed it with his logo. Yep. And then you so, recently swapped from um, the different name that you were using before to Longleaf Reptilia. Um, yeah, that's how probably a lot of people will mostly know me as. You know, I think if anybody's been keeping up, they might know the new name by now. Um, but, yeah, that's for a while. I was, I was known as JLB Morelia. Um, but I had a big change in life and the hobby and, you know, I just kind of started fresh with everything. And I thought a rebrand was, was helpful because I was also spending a lot in the collection. Um, when I was doing the JLB Morelia, I was more focused on carpets and pythons, more endo pythons more specifically. But I've moved a lot more, even though I still am into those, I've moved much more into the North American colubrid aspect of the hobby and, you know, like I said, with that shift and that change and, you know, things just going on in my life, I thought, you know, it was fitting to start fresh everywhere. You know, I, I had to break off the podcast, off my podcast for a while and uh, came back and, you know, I just wanted to start fresh. So rebranded and rocking and rolling with a lot of, a lot of new stuff. And yeah. Hell yeah, man. I like it. I dig it. I know this, you were like a little, you know, weren't sure about it, but I, I really like the new rebrand and I like the, the name Longleaf Reptilia. I really dig that. Yeah. 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 It, it took a lot of thinking, a lot of time, but I wanted something that, you know, was more than just like my initials and reptiles or exotics, you know, whatever, which is fine if you want to do that, you know, but I was looking for something a little different. And if you know me, I'm an avid Bill Herber and Longleaf Pine fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel the same. I feel the same. Um, but uh, Longleaf Pine Sands are something that I hold near and dear to me, you know, so it's uh, I thought it was fitting, yeah. So we rock, we rock, hell yeah. hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. I, I'm a big, big into field herping too. It's, it's so interesting to me to see like how how much of a divide there is between some of the people who like field herpix like almost exclusively and the people who like yeah. almost keep exclusively and like a lot of people who keep especially exotic stuff a lot of the southeast asian stuff there's a lot of those people who are like field herping like why would i go do that and yeah, then all the people 
the people do feel her and they're like, why would you keep a snake in in your house? Like it doesn't understand. But uh, I really like people like you that kind of have a, appreciation for both, where you can have some cool stuff at your house, and then also you want to go find some cool stuff out in the wild because why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it is a big part of, especially as of recent. I've been doing a lot more recently. I've wasted. I've gone through so much gas road cruising and going. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's, yeah, no, it's a big part of what I do. It's, you know, I, before I even kept snakes, I was looking for snakes. I was out road cruising with, you know, my friend's dad, you know, my friend's dad was in the snakes. He's kind of the reason I got into snakes and he took me road cruising and stuff like that. Um, when I was a lot younger, so that goes way, way back. And then, you know, I got older to where I can do it myself and just, it just kind of stuck with it. I've been doing it since I could drive really, you know, so, um, but yeah, and I've always been, the, even when I wasn't looking at even when it was just finding stuff randomly. It was, you know, just the greatest thing ever finding a snake, even if I wasn't looking for them and one just popped up somewhere, you know, it's, it's always great. I've always loved doing stuff in the field. Nothing beats it. Um, it's definitely, I, I love it. You know, plus I've gotten more into photography as well. So that's another aspect of it all that I really enjoy. So. Yeah. I think it's funny because a lot of people who like hatch out snakes are like, there's nothing that's as exciting as hatching out a snake. And it's like, I don't know. You ever find your target species that's super rare that you weren't expecting to see yeah. out of like all of this area where this potential reptile could possibly be. And then you find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's right up there, man. Both of those yeah. feelings are real tight, but oh man, that's, that's up there. Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, you're wrong. The first time I hatched, you know, when I hatched my first club, no, you're wrong, I was ecstatic. You know, I was almost in tears. I was so happy. It was a huge goal. But walking up on a six-foot mud snake, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole, whole thing. So, I mean, yeah, no, it was, oops, my tripod here. But, yeah, no, it's, field herping gets my juices flowing just as bad as, good as anything in captivity man it's just it's so great i had an amazing night the other the other week we got a big storm i found a bunch of bunch of different stuff and it was out oh, it was just super cool um damn because i i just go by myself man i could be driving down back roads in the middle of the freaking night and just putting miles hell on yeah Hey, I love doing it go to wma's walk around get destroyed by bugs and, you know it's, it's fantastic <laughs> Okay, I lied. That's not the best thing. <laughs> Getting bitten <laughs> by bugs. No, every time I go on like a hike, because like around here, man, like the bugs are atrocious. Like we, yeah. you know, some areas are really swampy, and it's just, it's so bad. I have some areas that are just like it's not even just mosquitoes. Like yellow flies and horse flies too, and those are like oh my god um one time i couldn't even tell you, i couldn't even go go pee one time so i was getting swarmed like no! I, was just trying to take, I was trying to take a leak yeah dude i was trying to take a leak in the woods and it was just like oh it was terrible it's terrible no. i ran out of there but um yeah i know every time i'm out hiking or something i'm like this is why i road cruise because i don't <laughs> <laughs> 
Because you also have those type of those type of field herbers. You have the guys that are like, yeah, road cruising. Guys are like, no road cruising. I don't really do it because you can't really road cruise up here. Like nothing goes out yeah. past nighttime up here. So uh, like it, if they do, you have to go to the habitat to see them. So nothing sits on the roads up here. So I've never road cruised until I went to Utah um, with that crew that I went through. Um, and that's the first time that I've ever gone road cruising ever. Like I tried when I was in Arizona for a little bit, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I probably drove past a bunch of different shit, but, uh, up here, it's all about the time. Cause road cruising is good all the time. You can forget this is the middle of summer. You can forget about road cruising. You know, you, you yeah. got the beginning and the end of like your warm months to road cruise. Any other time, don't even bother. You're going to waste gas. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, as soon as it gets warm and as soon as it starts getting cold, then other than that, I'll go on our own like storms. I, I like to follow the storm paths. Um, whenever we get low pressure systems or a lot of rain, that normally pushes stuff out onto the road. So, so I watch the weather a lot to see when you know I want to go and plan a route. And, cause I have several areas I like to go, but everything's getting more populated, and I'm getting a lot more traffic on some of these back roads we used to not get traffic on, um, and that's really frustrating. Hell, but. We work with it. It doesn't stop me. Hell yeah. Is there like a favorite species that you got to find out where you're at right now? Like a, like a species I want to find? Um, my probably, I've never found, I know I found the scarlet in Florida. I found scarlet in Florida. Kind of hard to come by. Um, coral snakes. I really want to find a coral snake around here. That's a popular species. And then um, I had another one in my head. I just, the coach whips. The coach whips are big. The big bucket whip. Dude, when we went to Zoo Miami, when we went to Zoo Miami last year with Ryan, we were riding the cart around the the thing, and just like you just saw this thing take off. He's like, "Oh yeah, the coach whips are all over the place out here." You just see them for a split <laughs> oh, second, and they're gone. Yeah, no, that's I. If I see one, yeah, it's gonna be. You got you got to be on your toes to get one in your hand. These things are. Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, if you've I know you guys have probably chased around the black racer before or like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you think um, I know that that's bad enough. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's unreasonable sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm a black racer, and I'll get as close as I can, snap a picture, and just keep on. There goes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't even try anymore. No, man. Sometimes, yeah. like, if it's like the beginning of the year and I have seen a snake, like, yeah, I'll find the bushes after a racer, but, you know, I'm not. Nah, <laughs> man. I'm over that, that now. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. Sure. What Nerodia though? In the water every time. Doesn't matter. Ah! <laughs> That's the worst place to catch Nerodia because once they're in the water, you are outranked ten to one. Oh yeah, dude. I've missed so many Nerodia going into the water before. Ironic, but one of the biggest ones I've ever caught though was a diamondback out or a diamondback water snake out in Texas, and it was like. It was like sitting on like this log. I was in the water. It was water on all sides. It was a log, but it was about three, four feet from the edge of the bank. So I reached over and I was getting, I was like crawling on my hands and knees trying to get over this thing. So I could tell it was big. I wanted to get it. 
And um, I went to reach for it and it started diving in the water. But this thing was so big, it took like a second for it to get its entire body off because it was just kind of like rolling. So I had enough time to grab this thing by the tail and I grabbed it out and the snake was as long as I was. Damn. I was not expecting it to be that big. So I like fell backwards and it fell on top of me. I was like, what the fuck? I had to crawl out of these bushes. Thing was biting me all up. I was losing my mind, man. It was so cool. It was huge. Biggest water snake I've ever seen in my life. We got some big northern water snakes up here that are probably pushing that like four and a half, five foot mark. And Dude, catching one of those is wild because it's just – it's so much snake. And you're like yeah. – compared to most of the other species that are up here, like it just <laughs> dwarfs everything except for like yeah. timbers and racers. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah no. The, with the, the water snakes we get around here, like we don't get like the big tanky ones that they get in like Texas and, you know, in your area. You know, here we get bandits. You know, I find bandits and red bellies frequently. And like they average around three foot, big female before. I found a massive banded water snake last year, the biggest I've ever seen. It was like four foot, but she was like as big around as my wrist. She was massive. Um, but the diamond, the diamondbacks in Texas that I caught blew these out of the water, man. They're just absolutely huge. Diamondbacks are my favorite. Area. They're fantastic. Um, yeah, Rambafer is cool. Yeah, Rambafer. Dude, my. My dream is to catch some of the broad-banded water snakes from west, uh, eastern Texas. There's some crazy-looking broad-banded water snakes in eastern Texas. Those, like, fire engine ones. Oh, my goodness. Like, I I, I don't know if it's going to happen next year. I, I kind of want to make it happen next year. But I want to plan a trip to east Texas just to go for broad-banded water snakes. Dude, I'd go with you just for that. Like legit, it's I've I've got like one of my goals is to catch like all the water snakes. Granted, not all the localities, but, like all the different kinds. You know, browns, bandits, you know, diamondbacks, all that. And I've got I've got several. I've got red bellies, bandits, diamondbacks. I found browns. Haven't got my hands on one. Um, green. I caught a brown uh, in Florida. Some, some weird hybrid. I found this massive hybrid out in Florida one time. I was insane. Hmm. Um, salt marsh snakes. I found. I found one salt marsh snake in Florida, which was that was a big, a big accomplishment. That's um, cool. But yeah, no. So I won't find all the all the nerve yet. So broadband is on that on that list for sure. So we need to coordinate because we need to do that because I'm trying to catch one, man. I'm trying to see some in the wild. I was just gonna say it sounds like a trip is brewing. <laughs> Always, man. I'm always down for a trip. I'm already pl I'm planning. I've already got two in the works for springtime next year. One's going to be about a week in Florida, starting in South Florida, working my way up. Hopefully, um, i got to work out some details with that. It's just going to be straight herping the whole, whole freaking time, man. And then I'm going to go to Kentucky, hopefully see a buddy of mine right when it warms up out there. Um, so anything else i'm hoping texas too next year so, rob let's do it let's do it fucking field herping mania i've, I've not been able to do enough field herping and i've the only water snakes i've caught are northern water snakes up here and then i caught a brown water snake when i was in florida when i was like 17 or 18 those are like the only two that i've been able to catch so i need to add more nerodia to that list 
Oh, dude, if you want Nerodia, you can just come here. I'll put you on some Nerodia. I got a, did you, I don't know if you saw, I posted two on Facebook I found the other day. Um, that night I had a really good night and like they were within a mile apart, man. And like one was just like black on top, essentially. The other one was like this bright red and completely banded. And it was just the variation that we get around here. And some of the prettiest red bellies you'll see. I, we have, in my opinion, we have the prettiest red bellies in the country in the down here. So it's hell yeah. We have a ton, we have a ton in our area. It's I've caught. I probably got more Nerodia than anything else. Next to black race. I've seen more black racers than anything, but Nerodia would be a close second for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I love them. I have a bunch now. Well, not a bunch, but I have several. <laughs> Such cool snakes, man. Fantastic. So, what does your collection look like right now? I know you mentioned you got some carpet pythons, you got some Nerodia. Uh, you've been picking up a couple more rat snakes. You're big into the U.S. rat snakes. What what you got? What you got? Well, for most, so as far as like pythons go, like carpet pythons more than anything. More specifically, like I said, um, the West Poplins or IJs, Green Giants, whatever you want to call. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of those as far as carpets go. Pretty much every carpet I have is a poplin, other than I have a pair of coastals. Um, and then I have a lone scrub python who's just kind of, he's just hanging out until I either find a mate or, you know, figure out if I'm just going to hang on to him or move him or what. Um, but he's a dick. Oh man, he's, he's terrible. He is absolutely <laughs> terrible. I love him to death. Sorry, you're wrong. I love him to death, but he hates me and he makes me bleed. Um, so... He's fun. Um, so he's just hanging out. But as far as pythons go, that's about it. I also have a lone ball python, thanks to my podcasting partner. And a, uh, hey! an interesting interesting Christmas gift. So, you know. <laughs> he's like, you know how I like you, right? Yeah. Forget about that. Here's a ball python. Here's a PetSmart special, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's hanging out. It's all Spurgeon. I call him our um, our um, our mascot for THP. <laughs> he just hangs out. Um, so, but I've been sitting on the carpets now for a while. I have a good group. I'm raising a lot up. Um, I have a lot of cool things coming up. You give me about three years with the maybe another two with the carpets and. I've, I've got a lot of a lot of stuff that'll be happening, so I'm pretty excited about all that. Um, but again, the biggest focus I have right now is expanding on these North American flavors. Um, rat snakes being the main for sure. Um, um, I've gotten several recently. I started with um, Apalachicola white oak gray rats. I got those. I got those last year, um, and it was just kind of like, I don't know, man. It, got, it gave me the bug bad, but I wasn't able to get, I wasn't able to expand at the time um, because of the situation I was in and all that stuff. Um, so this year was able to and kind of exploded. Um, so those two, those two gray rats turned into also a tarot. After all my racks look right behind me, it turned into a pair of Seminole County Seminole yellow rats, um, a pair of Spartanburg black rats. We got Everglades rat snakes. We got 
two different locality corn pairs. I have some local ladies island babies that Justin produced. I also have Fernando County, Florida, um, corn snakes. Um, and then I've got so I got some morph corns from my buddy Chris Payne Shab, the whole Annery project. That. Um, definitely more in the locality stuff. I really like my commodities and wild types. Um, it's kind of it's it's where I started and it's what I love and it's part of you know like going into the whole field herping thing. Field herping you only find normal. It's normal. You know, I guess in some areas you have morphs pop up somewhere. Um, but I don't know. There's something about the wild types that I think needs to stay relevant and needs to be you know said for you know what i mean um and selective breeding and all that stuff so that's more my focus than things but i also have my little projects um but i think as far as rat snakes that's it um, i also have a lone male hernando county yellow he's just hanging out i have the two symbols the blacks and then all the different reds um, but I'm also into Pichuophis. I have a couple different kinds. Um, I've got four flying gopher snakes, which are really cool. Um, they're complete psychos. Um, <laughs> they're super pretty. That, that they are very, very pretty snakes. But oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I heard somebody say the other day that like, Pichuophis are all bluff. They're all bluff. They're just going to hiss and, and puff at you now. Nah, no, it's not, man. No, no it is not. It's not. I'll let you stick your hand in there and go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. Um, so I've got those. Those are probably going to go for me next the year after this. I'm probably I'm hopefully going to cool them down this year to prep for the year after. Um, hopefully breed those. I also have a pair of albino Florida pines, um, which are super super awesome um i really really like those animals I'm really excited about those they should also breed the year after this um hopefully a female is kind of annoying with food she doesn't like frozen thawed um but we work with it luckily i can get live fairly easy but i'm trying to get her on frozen you know um but which is weird because pitchers are normally not I don't really care normally. Every other one I have, man, I mean, they're psychotic. They're crazy for food. I have, they're, they're so food oriented. It's, it's, it's crazy. Except that one, that one albino female, she's just, she ate frozen thawed for me once. Then she ate live. Doesn't want to touch, doesn't want to touch frozen thawed. So So we're working on her, trying to get that switched over. And then I have a, a double albino striped uh, San Diego gopher snake, and then I have a triple head San Diego going to go with. Those are babies mm. that are being raised up. Um, another project I'm pretty excited about. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's about everything. Oh, and the water snakes. Yeah, I have I have water snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh wait, yeah, I was like, I felt like I was missing something. I was like, there's something else that I like a lot that I'm missing here. Oh. <laughs> no, but I've got, um, I recently acquired, I got a pair of Dixie County, Florida banded water snakes, which are just mint. They are fantastic. I absolutely love those. Um, and then I have, I'm up to, I have now, let's see, I have a the pair there, and then 1.3. So I'm up to 2.3. Four 
launching two broadband water things right now, um, which that's a project. There's, I, I expanded on that one a little bit because I got from unrelated. I had a pair, and then I was I got an opportunity to get a, an unrelated group of four, um, and you know they were a little bit stripy, and they throw they throw some weird stuff. Um, they all come from Chris Montross, on which he collected his own stock of those, and. They throw some really, you know, unique colors and patterns. And the female that I got my pair from him directly from him from our female that you know, uh, gave birth to those are just she's just a crazy this crazy looking purple reddish banded water stand. It's, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, super excited about those. It'll be a nice It'll be a kind of, yeah. So boom, hell yeah. And stuff. So I've got some other stuff in the works. Looking at a few more water snakes here next month, and then a few more. Yeah. Is there is species of colubrid that's like super high up? Like, man, if I get the opportunity to grab these, I gotta get them. Uh, there's a couple of those. Um, the main ones are probably so, like, I'm big into North America. I really want to focus on North Americans more than anything, but I do have a lot of the North Americans I want right now. Um, there's still a few other things. I want some South Mountain uh, locality corns from Chris Montrop one of these days when I get a pair from him. And there's a few other localities I've already my hand. Um, a lot of what I want at the moment. Um, some stuff's gonna be expand, but there are a couple Asian colubrids that I really, really want. Um, two of which being cave dwelling rat snakes. Um, I think those are um, the Ridley Eye. They are just beautiful animals. I think they're incredible. Um, yeah. And then Chinese king rats. Um, I used to have I used to have a pair, and I absolutely love king rats. And I fully regret not still having those. So those are two big on the bucket list that uh, I want to get. Um, not as much into the Asian stuff. I do. I like them. And I appreciate them. Um, but I only like I I much more focused on North American stuff um, just, because they're, it's what we find. They're in our own backyard, man. And I think a lot of the a lot of your basic you know cooler breeds quote unquote have been getting looked over by some of the some guys for a while, and you know they're starting to make their surge back. And I don't know. I just really enjoy them. I enjoy their simplicity and personalities and all that. So they're cool. But the Asians definitely have their their things, man. You gotta love a big, hefty, colubrid, yellow, giant, thick Asian rat snakes, man. They're absolutely incredible. I was hooked when I held an adult, um, about an eight foot adult Chinese king, man. And that was one of the most incredible animals I've had the opportunity to. <laughs> Special, um, so yeah, man, they are they're they're a different beast, man. They're crazy. Um, so yeah, those are those are probably at the top. If I if I have the funds and find a pair, I would I would jump on some in a, in a second. Um, I think they're incredible animals. Weirdest smelling musk of any species I've worked with, though. <laughs> really? Wait, what does it smell like? To me, it smells like weird chocolate. What? That's what I think it smells like. Anytime I had like, I because I raised babies, a couple of babies for a while, and like they were very musky. And to me, it just smelled like 
off chocolate. Like it was dark chocolate, which is like weird. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if you can picture that, but yeah. No, that's the way I describe it, man. Like that's that's what I thought of. Like copperhead, copperhead must smells like feet, straight feet. Rob, that's why you like copperheads, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree respectfully. I don't know what kind of copperheads you're catching, but <laughs> you ever smoke copperhead musk, man? It's rough, man. It's it's rough. Yeah, I smelled it. <laughs> I actually found the copperhead yesterday. Now I'm thinking about it. Most of ours are heading towards hibernation right now. It was it's like fifty degrees out right now. It's horrendous. Oh man. It's it's about prime time here right now. I've actually got some some buddies from Florida coming in um, October ninth to hang out and do do a little harping, so that's exciting. Um but yeah, right, yeah. Now, right now is about prime time, right before they go under Plus, it's hurricane season, so we're getting a lot of rain, and it's just pushing a lot of stuff out. And yeah, it's 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 go time right now for us. Um, but I haven't been able to go recently, and working a lot more, and just staying busy. So yeah, it is what it is. Hell yeah! True. <clears throat> okay, so from from one Morelia guy to the other. What uh, out of all the species? What was the draw to the poplin versus the other species? What was yeah? You were breaking out a little bit. You said the draw to poplin carpets versus the others. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was. I kind of it was kind of weird. So like, I was. I kind of my first carpet python was just kind of like almost an impulse. Um, because like I had kind of forgotten about carpets altogether because like when I was under my parents' roof, I had to get snakes under their guides, you know, it can only be this big and blah, 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 blah. So carpets were out of that. I, I remember I watched this video on carpets and I was like, wow, like that is the most incredible snake I've ever seen in my life. And I started researching it. I was like, oh, you know, cause back then everything out there was like, they get eight feet long and they need this and they need that, you know, they're mean and blah, blah, blah. And, I was like, all right, those are out of the question. And so I was in college at a reptile show, and I just saw this little carpet python, and I was like, hey, I'm going to buy that, you know? And so, so I did, and it was labeled IJ and, you know, for Beery and Jaya. And so, like, I don't know, I kind of clung to that, and I did a bunch of research, and I got very, very interested in that subspecies in particular. Even though it's funny looking at it now, like I still have that snake, that carpet python, the first snake I ever bought. There's no way it's just a straight IJ. There's no doubt in my mind. It's some type of weird cross. It's probably got everything, but you know, guys, clippers, whatever, they'll slap a label on a carpet, call it an IJ or a coastal, whatever, and yeah. move on with their lives. Um, but you know, so that animal just kind of hangs out. She's just gonna be a pet. I have no idea what she is, but she's fantastic. She's a great animal. Um, but so that kind of triggered my IJ fascination and then, and then I just got really obsessed with them in particular. Um, I just like, I, I, I started getting, because like for a while I, I always liked IJs. I was kind of messing with some morph stuff and then I 
developed this appreciation for wild types and then selective breeding. And then I saw IJs in this whole new light of selective breeding potential within wild types because it, this is just my humble opinion. I think IJs are the most, you know, um, variable carpets as far as wild types go. Um, I, that's, I love them. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, you get you can get them in all types of colors and stuff. Just just wild wild type, you know. And I, I think they're the most variable of any other carpets. Um, so I just saw a lot of potential. I saw everybody else. Jungles, yeah, Team Jungle. Um, so I just, it, it wasn't my thing. I don't, I don't like going with the crowd on stuff. And I, I don't know. I just, I saw the underappreciation for IJs, and I was just like, yep, that's it. That's what I'm doing. And I just kind of went off with it and got a bunch of different stuff from different people, different lines. I've produced some now. I was lucky enough to get some good bloodlines in and do some really nice animals. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, something about them, man. They're, they're, they're great. At this point, just because they're just, you know, they're that smaller, that smaller carpet that's been underappreciated for a long time. They're looked at, they were looked at as the imported dirt carpets for forever. Too long. And now, too yeah, long. too long. And now they're, Ooh, everybody wants IJs, it seems like, you know, and which is great. I, I love them. Yeah, man, I think they're great. You know, just the, I think there's an IJ for everybody. If you like carpets, I think you'll find something you like in IJs, you know, at some point, you know, no matter the color patterns you like, you can stripes and bands and purples and oranges and yellows and browns and tans and all of yeah. it, man. So, I don't know. I just think they're fantastic animals. I absolutely love them. Um, they're the only snakes I produce today. I've only produced uh, popping carpets to date. So, yeah. I love them. I think it, they, when I first read about them, it was like, oh, they're a little bit smaller than the other carpet pythons. They tend to be a little bit more mellow than the other carpet pythons. They come in like a good variety of different colors. There's, you know, if you give them perching opportunities, they still perch and all that sort of stuff. So I was just like, when I heard all those different factors, I was like, man, this actually sounds like a pretty cool, pretty cool species to get into. And then I was just like looking because back in the day i used to watch the stuff that like yasser was doing with like the spitfire stuff and some of those like just chestnut colored sides that he had on some of those things and the black on top but the, they still had a, the yellow in them and i was like man that's that's a really cool carpet python so i i was like if i'm gonna get a carpet python it's gonna be one of those and then i waited until um that that female that i've got uh popped up or she really just kind of dropped it in my lap and it, it was perfect because she's amazing. And like, I don't know, I, she's like probably one of my favorites that I've seen in, in a while, you know? Yeah, no, dude, I know exactly what animal you're talking about. I drool over her every time I see a picture of her. She's so nice. phenomenal. Absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal. I have, a, I have a female that's like that for me that I've just, I'm infatuated with her. She's just, she's my most mm -hmm. recent mama. I still have all her babies. I haven't done anything with those. I've <laughs> watching them. <laughs> But she is just, oh my gosh, she's just this, she's a lot lighter for carpet, you know, you're, because your, your girl is like that, like almost a darker orange, right, mm -hmm. like, almost yeah. like a sunburn, you know, it almost it's the same color mm -hmm. as this, you know, and she's mm -hmm. fantastic, but my girl, it's like, she's almost on the opposite end of the spectrum with it, but you like yellow, 
You know what I mean? She's really mm -hmm. light on top, but has like this perfect yellow color to her, you know. And mm. it's just, she's she's mint. She's mint. And then I Hell threw yeah. her to I threw her to a male that showed some nice yellows. Mm. And when he fired up, he gave me some purples every now and then. So, but he was a lot busier. So I figured he's a lot busier pattern. She's a little bit more spread out, but they both had stripes going on. And I got pretty much exactly what I thought I would. I have an insane variety in this clutch. You probably wouldn't even think some of them were clutch mates. They're so different. Some are just stupid, busy. They almost have like this leopard print going on. And some are just like this super reduced pattern with stripes. And one of them looks like it's like both combined. Like the front half is like kind of scatter pattern. Then like the back turns into a perfect stripe down his tail. And it's... Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. The pairing through a very, very nice animal. So I'm really interested to see how they, they color up. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's all. That's also the best part about IJs. There's nothing cooler than little red worms popping out of those eggs, man. The, the color change that they go through is absolutely incredible. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I love I love seeing them when they're red, man. They're so freaking cool. Um, and then just watching them slowly develop out of that, and you know, just just start to pop because they only get better. They they don't stop. They don't cha stop changing for a solid three to five years at you know at least you know. And they just and it's it's always it's still a different snake, you know, because it's weird like. I give it like leopard geckos, you know, you let you know, the fire it up, fire down thing. You open the tub once and it looks one way, open it again at the at different time of day and it looks like a completely different animal. That is percent. Yeah. Like it's it's insane, you know. Like some like I had a baby this year that um open it one day, she looks pretty, you know, good looking carpet, good pattern. And I was like, that's a good looking animal. Next day I opened her up and she was just perfect. No shed, no nothing, but she was just purple. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, where did that go from? You know, and so it's I don't know, it's always it's always a surprise looking into my tubs, you know, and I don't know. I, I think they're I think they're incredible. I think they're super awesome animals that are finally getting their their time in the light. Um Yes. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. IJs were, were the first carpets that uh, that I bred, and and watching that watching that change from those red worms out of the eggs that you know they're like three sheds in. You like look back at you know fresh out of the egg picture and look at what they look like now, and you're like, this isn't even the same snake, man. Like <laughs> change, man. Yeah, it's it's wild, man. They get through such a crazy change, and then like it's just exciting, man, because once they get through two or three sheds, they start losing that, and you start every shed they get a little bit more color, and yeah. you know, and then one day they just pop, like they they take that shed and you open it up, and it's just out yeah, like, of this world, yeah. man. Yeah, do <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I, well, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're great. They're fantastic animals. Carpets in general are very fun. I think they're some of the best snakes to keep in captivity. Um, especially if you feed them right, they're not that big of animals, surprisingly. Um, but um, but that, don't let it fool you, man. I don't know if it's just like in the bloodlines and stuff. Everybody says IJs are the smallest of the subspecies, and they are. I would wholeheartedly agree. But I have two females that are absolutely massive. You think, like, yeah, I have one, my first girl, she's a solid four and a half, five foot. 
maybe she's slender. She's very healthy. I have two girls that are like six and a half foot and about as big around as my forearm. Like they are just, they're huge. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know if it's bloodlines or just you know, they promote bigger snakes or whatever, but they are just absolute tanks. Like as big as any coastal, you'll see. maybe, maybe a little shorter, but you know, they're absolute beast. I didn't, I don't overfeed them. You know, they get, they get their rat about once a month and they, they ride it out, man. They're, they're just big. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, the last the last two female IJs I had were, were probably about the same, like that six, six and a half foot mark. And it, you pull that snake out, man, you're like, impressive carpet, yeah. you know. And like, this goes against what that care sheet said I read the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It was hilarious because, like, the, one of the big girls is my mom from last year. And I have a male that he sired both clutches I've had. I swear the dude would breed a piece of rope if I gave it to him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, he, I, it's crazy. Like, the dude, like, I've never, seen, I've never seen him do it. I've never seen him locked with a female, but he's given me two clutches. And that, like, like yeah. you know, like, it was, they were in for a week together and then also they were separated so i pulled them out and then she's doing all the stuff bang 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 no problems but he's actually also my smallest adult like he's he's tiny you know he's really really little like he eats he can eat a medium rat but a medium rat is big yeah, like hmm. he, he was getting a couple, a couple mice in a sitting because he didn't want to eat rats for one. But like a medium rat's big for him. He's a very small animal. So like putting them together, man, it was like it's like seeing sand boas. You know how different sand boas <laughs> or like hognose snakes. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. Just bigger, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, yeah. yeah, I had I had a, a male that that was real similar to that. IJ Jag stuff. My uh, my IJ Jag like, and he was 50-50, So you'd expect him to have gotten a little larger with the first year I bred him. He he was all looking at the females next. Like ah, uh, I know they're they're technically not cannibalistic, but I kind of want to watch this just to be sure. Like, <laughs> like he's yeah. looking kind of like a piece of spaghetti. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. I, I'm always paranoid about that, man. I don't care if they say snake eaters or not. I'm sitting there like I'm watching because, like, all you know, carpets are also very food oriented, and like sometimes they'll just strike. It doesn't matter what's there; they see something move, and it's food, you know, and they're going after it. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid I'm gonna stick one in there, and it's gonna get popped, you know. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm so, I, I love all my animals so much. I'm so paranoid about hurting them, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's dude, I've got this. I've got this one jungle jacket. I've bred it for the last two years, and it's like until she really clicks in that it's like breeding season, and she really starts the cycle. That that like first and sometimes the second introduction, she like stares at that male when he's moved in the cage, and I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but she gives him that look, and I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that that like what the what do you what are you doing? What is this? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's no, moving, I, but it's I, I, strong. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. 
Yeah, no, I had the same thing last time I paired up. So last time I paired up my carpets, man, my female was giving. She was also, she was old, plenty old enough, but she was a first-time breeder. She'd never been with a male. And but she was eyeballing that, took her up and down, man. She was, at first she was not about it. Then all of a sudden they were disappeared in the in the box, you know, doing those things. I was like, hey, rock and roll. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> as long as there's two snakes in there, the next time I open this tub, we're going to be all right. We're good, yeah. Oh boy, stress. Yeah, no, for real. That's why I don't have king snakes yet, man. I'm just like I'm scared to breed them. I don't even want to try, you know. Like, dude, labor entire species can can be like a heart attack waiting to happen, man. I I always I always tell people at the time when I was still in high school breeding cow kings. And uh, I used to pair stuff. I would wake up early during the breeding season to pair stuff so I could watch it, you know, and make sure they weren't going to kill yeah. each other. I remember I, you know, go through parenting, everything's going fine. And then right when I'm about to leave, I just start hearing thrashing in a bin. And I'm like, no! no. <laughs> oh, like, man. I was working on like the, uh, the lavender snow <laughs> stuff, patternless purple mm. cow kings. And I'm like, this project cost me a decent amount of money, you know, so I'm like, obviously, I just, in general, I don't want the snakes to kill each other, but now I'm like, I've got a little bit of money invested yeah, in this, like, yeah. and I, I open it up, and I, I just see this, this cow king just got the other one right by the face, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> no, part. Then I'm like an hour late to school, and they're like, why are you late, and I'm like, you wouldn't believe me if I told, if I told you, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's, um, yeah. yeah, labor peltists will give you a run for your money if you're not prepared. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I have plans to hopefully get a couple of them. I'm not super into kings. I love kings. I, I want to I wanna find more kings. I don't get to find them enough. I love eastern kings. I love the eastern kings we can get around here. There's these big, impressive you know animals um but you don't really see it, at least the ones that we the type we have around here in captivity much um there are a couple lamp repeltas i want to get into but i still like i don't know it it worries me <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i'm too i'm too obsessed with rat snakes right now i'm on that anthropus anthropus cake man hell yeah Dipping my toe into some into some Texas stuff now. I've got emery's that are coming, some corn scrubs, and some some of that in the works too now. So, yeah. hell yeah! Is there a you're talking about pinchopus? Is there a there it species that I have on at least investigating a little more? Yeah, no, there's there's a couple. I'm I'm waiting on. I'm actually just waiting on several. My buddy's got some. Um, I'm just waiting for him to reproduce. Uh, Kenki bull snakes are at the top of that. Probably, I love Kenki. Mm. I love I love black and gray animals. That's why I got my anery project with the corns. I really love just gray animals. I think they're really cool. Um, because I just I like Hell fish. Yeah. Um, but uh, the um. The Kankakees, though, they're just like super black, and I think they're, they're fantastic and they look very different. Um, I need to, oh, that was one thing I missed. I have a, I have a Mexican pine snake, I did by Jedi or Deputy Jedi. Yeah, I 
Halone male that is, I absolutely love him so much. He's such a cool animal. Um, so I got him. He's hanging out, just waiting for a female. And uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever that happens, it happens. I'm just glad to have him. Absolutely, dude. The Dan and I are super cool. That's another yeah. species that color change. It's mm. it's so ridiculous to see. Like people, when I show people a picture of Dan I, you know, after they're staring at an adult, they're like, "There's no way that's the same snake, man." And it's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, but it is though." <laughs> but they don't want it as a baby. They're like, because they don't. They're not as babies. They're just like kind of brownish yellow and that pattern. And like they're cool. I think they're fantastic. But like. To the the people who like just looking who like kind of appreciate snakes, whatever, they're not the flashy, you know. Yeah, you'd like walk past it at you know. Dry yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love Chipotle, and I got Kankakee's are probably at the top. Um, and then I've got, and I'm getting some Kleebergs. Um, that's another Texas locality because Texas bulls get just huge. I think that they're they're fantastic. I think they're I think they're amazing. I love big bull snakes, man. They're they get really big. Um, and then. Northern Pines at some point. Whenever, whenever the opportunity arises, bull snakes. I'm not as focused on the Petrophis as I am the Panthrophis. Um, so I'm kind of taking the pits more selectively and more as they come and you know, as opportunity arises. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah, if you but, yeah. to work with, with some black pines, dude. Oh, yeah. Strong black pines. Oh, I said if you get the chance to work with some black pines, I strongly recommend that. Yeah. They're like their own little microcosm of, of pituophis of themselves. Yeah. They're super yeah, I would love the opportunity when I can buy some. Those are definitely harder to come by since you, know, you yeah. don't get them in your state, you know. So it's definitely hasn't been the easiest task finding some in South Carolina, but I'm hopeful that one day I'll be able to find some. Um, but, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. And yeah, I'm super excited about the Floridas, though, man. I have you know, some, some really nice Florida, albino Floridas that are just mint i have one i actually have because like with the florida you get them in like more of a red and then more of a white you know i don't i'm not exactly sure the technicality behind it all i'm not that educated with it um but i have one of each ones a lot more like which has got almost like the red super nice the male is just white, oh yeah almost white as snowman um he's right up there they're super cool i love them hell yeah um, yeah Pituophis are, I don't know, man. They're just weird. They're weird snakes to me. I don't know why. Just the way they the way they handle is humorous to me. I've never had a snake that backed up so much in my life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I swear they're just like going backwards like the whole time. You're like, stop, I don't do this. You know, and it's uh, Yeah, no, it's wild. They're they're always going backwards for yeah, no, they're they're super cool, man. I love them. I love them to death. They have very, very, very much person, very big personalities on them. Yeah, 
pretty much all pretty much all my pits are very vocal for the most part. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, but I'm, I also I had uh, a big uh, when I was I got this big white sided bull female. She was probably all like five foot. But dude, pulling open the drawer, and as you're pulling it open, you hear the and it just in the chamber of the drawer, and you're like, what yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, it, I almost like it though because, like, I use my I use my forks as educational tools whenever I can. Like, whenever people are over and they want to see the snakes, I always show them. Like, I show them the nice pits so they can actually hold one and feel the keel scales and all that stuff. But then I'm like, okay, now let me show you why everybody thinks these are rattlesnakes in Texas. Um, mm -hmm. And I open, and then I open up the Kalani Gophers and they put on a big old show. You know, they're standing up. They stand up and ass and they're just <laughs> you know, and you'll see them. They'll get so big and then they'll like release every ounce of air they have and turn into this like this super skinny thing because they let out every ounce of air they can get out. And, I don't know. I think that, I think they're cool. They're very. I, don't know. I I like using them for education and stuff like that, and just teaching people because that's a big part of what I love is you know just educating people on you know our on our snakes. Some of the big big passion of mine. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they're they're great, man. I, I love my pits. I think that's one of the coolest things, especially when it comes to native species, that educational. Is, is even that much more valuable because, like, this is a snake you could come across right in your backyard. To be able to identify that and recognize what it is and, and how to approach it, you know, whether or not you're actually going to try to move it, to identify it, recognize that it's not a threat, you know, that there's an extra level of importance. There. You know, this is a carpet from Australia or and you're never going to see one of these. Right, right. Or whatever they know, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, yeah, it's, I love it, man. Like, you know, I, I like to use my dad as a perfect example because you know, growing up, my dad was a very like, you know, only good taste and dead snake type person. Mm -hmm. That's why I wasn't allowed to have snakes till I was like 14, you know, because dad was not about it. <laughs> um, he just didn't like snakes, geckos and stuff. But yeah, no, he did not like snakes. Um, but now, man, it's it's funny. Like after work, um, he'll like somebody will call him for a snake because like he's shown that he actually kind of knows what he's talking about. He keeps like little grabbers in a bucket in his truck and stuff, and he'll send me a picture and be like, "This is a rat snake." Right? And I'm like, "Yeah, good job, Daddy." You know. <laughs> He sent me a picture of a hog nose one time that was out in front of a building. He's like, this is a hog nose. And I was like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's out identifying stuff now. And he's by no means a snake person, you know, but it's just, it's cool seeing people, you know, being able to identify stuff. And then, you know, all my family members are like, you know, we do actually pay attention to you sometimes. And I'm like, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you do care. Yeah, you know, right. Somebody pays attention to me. You know. <laughs> no. No. But, uh, great, man. I love it. You know, I've done. I've. I try to do whatever, whatever educational stuff I could. I, I volunteered for a, um, a, a, 
home for boys in um, wildlife college doing wildlife educational stuff for you know for kids that were in bad home situations. So they lived at the school full time, and so I went there did educational stuff with them for you know wildlife because that was my major at the time. And um, yeah, I get every opportunity I can to get my little cousin there. Uh, big part, big part of what I love about all this. About all Hell yeah, man! That's what it's all about. Hell yeah! All right, so listen, we are coming to our hour mark, which is our time. But, but before we let our guests go, we always ask them one most important question. So that question is, how many sunset ball pythons are you buying today? No. <laughs> No, so that Let's see. One, zero. No. <laughs> no, so that question is, what in the realm of reptiles, be it something that's going on in your own collection or something that's seen online or just scouring the internet, because that's most of what our lives have been revolving around. What in the realm of reptiles have you totally geeked out and excited about reptiles? Like, you know, as far as like an, like animals go or just like stuff that, that anything happens. under the umbrella of reptiles. Honestly, man, like that's so hard to answer because like I'm I'm just coming back into this surge of being in the hobby again for being off for you know a solid year. So like everything's really, really exciting right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all it's all so good seeing all the all the podcasts that are out there, everybody, you know, putting in the work to put out good content and just the, the feedback that we get on the show and all the positivity I had with my comeback and all the, this surge and loving North American colubrids and everybody showing appreciation for these obscure species. And I, I don't know. I just see more and more people starting to, care more like I'm, I'm starting to meet more people are starting to care more about just keeping animals you know it seems like there were for a while it seemed like a lot of people were keeping stuff that was cool you know like at least on the market like it's a cool thing right now i'm gonna get it too you know but it seems like a lot of people are starting to actually think and get more stuff that makes them happy it's the same thing man i followed the crowd i got some stuff but now it's like now i'm going back to my roots and getting stuff that you know makes me truly happy and excited and i see more and more people doing that and just like keeping these simple species that aren't flashy but they keep them you know, because they're cool because they're you know, an original species for them and it brings, kind of brings them back home and Seeing more and more of that just makes makes me happy. I'm just I'm on fire for the whole hobby right now. I'm so excited for all of it, everything coming up, and all the shows and everything we got in the works. So, hell yeah, that's what it's all about, right there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm about it. All right, man. So, if people want to find out more about you and the things that you're doing, where should they check you out? Uh, Longleaf Reptilia on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you want to add me on Facebook, just Jacob Brotz on Facebook. You're more than welcome. Um, I do a few other things. I've got a photography page. I haven't posted on there in a while. I'm probably going to include that into my Longleaf Reptilia stuff. So I'm about to start trying to sell some prints um, of some local wildlife that I've done a lot of photography on recently. 
um, to just kind of try and help grow everything I'm doing. I'm by no means a professional photographer, but um, if you want to check out any of my photography, it's Adobe Wildlife. You can look at that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, definitely the best place is going to be Longleaf Artilli on Instagram, probably, and then just add me on Facebook. So. That's where most of the things will be happening. A lot of stuff will be coming up. A lot more everything. So, yeah. Then the, the podcast, you got Her her Pediculture Network. Yeah. Check that her out. Her Pediculture Network. Yeah, Her Pediculture Network's got uh, several different podcasts. I'm a part of the, the Her Pediculture Podcast. Um, that was kind of where everything started with the Her Pediculture Podcast and went changed to the Her Pediculture Network. And now we have several podcasts, um, some that are – Ran by Justin Smith and various a uh, couple other people, Lizard Brain Radio, um, and you know a few other a few others out there. So there's a there's a whole network of them now. So go go check all those out. And, uh, yeah. Boom! There it is, man. This is a fun episode. We got to have you on again. Yeah, I appreciate Talk it, man. I was I was say I was so taken off guard when Jeremy messaged me because I, I knew Jeremy. You moved to North Carolina. And uh, when I saw him, he messaged me saying, what's up? I was like, oh, cool. Jeremy's probably going to want to come down and go Herford or something. Like, come on, man. Let's yes. go. Yeah. Yes. I was the, I that was the first that. thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Man. Let's go, man. That was the first thing I thought of. And then you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get you on the show. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do that. You know, so, yeah. Hell yeah, no, really hell yeah man. I appreciate y'all having me on. It was a great time. Y'all are fantastic. It's great seeing y'all at Daytona, by the way. No, was, yeah. Absolutely, so, dude. So. Hey, man, we got to do some fucking field herping next year. Let's fucking do it. Let's get it done. Oh, no, man, I'm all about it. You tell me where to go. I'll meet you there. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, man. Hell yeah. Take hell care. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, man. Bye. Boom. Boom. That was was a fun episode. Hell yeah. Absolutely, dude. Jacob is is awesome. He's awesome. I I was like, I was so stoked to see him him at Daytona, like you just mentioned. But uh, right when when he was talking about getting the black snakes, he was like, dude, I'm so excited about these black rat snakes, man. I just can't can't get them. And then he finally got them. He's like, dude, look at these black rat snakes, man. And like, I I love that. I absolutely love that. Because to... To so many people, like that's just like, oh yeah, I find those in my backyard all the time. And he's like got this like fiery passion of just like, dude, these things are awesome. Like, look at, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that's what's all about. <laughs> hell yeah. All right, so thank you everybody who's been here in the chat. We seriously appreciate it. Reminder, everybody that's here. On- we're getting the triple dose of reptile talk this week uh friday at 4 p.m we're talking with john and from sim container it's gonna be a great time to have john on uh if you're listening to the audio only that's totally fine you should certainly be watching us as well but audio only is cool uh this will next week uh this weekend you'll, you'll catch uh yesterday's episode and then the following week, you will catch the episode of John if you're listening to just the audio. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube here on the Brassman Reptiles YouTube, uh, you will catch us with John this Friday. It's going to be an awesome time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you're there. We want to see you there. And uh, hell yeah. 
I think that that wraps it up for us. Make sure you're watching Reptile Talk or following Reptile Talk on Instagram at reptile.talk. Links are below. As always, support USR because they're fighting for our rights all of the time. Speaking of which, I will be reaching out to Phil uh, this weekend about doing our initial episode with him as we start to do a monthly or bi-monthly episode with him for general updates of what our cast is going on to uh, help us be able to continue doing what we love to do. So, boom! That is that. Guys, next week. See you Later.